You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Okay, how many of us know Google here? Google. Google, Google. How many of us consulted from time to time? What are the range of things you consulted for? You have a, a pain in the body, you Google pain here, yeah, isn't it? Praise God. What else do you consulted for? You want to cook afang soup? Translations? Okay, when you consult Google and you read what is there, do you disagree with it? You adjust to it, right? You follow what it's saying, isn't it? Now, our Lord Jesus speaking said, Man shall not live by bread alone, neither by Google, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The Christian is supposed to be in an enclosed space, in a sense, living in the word of God and living from the word of God. Praise the Lord. What am I saying is this, that if which we are as believers, the Christian should never sorrow nor rejoice over anything that is contrary to the word of God. What it means is this, the scripture speaking says, do not call a conspiracy, what these people call a conspiracy. Do not say, woe is me, what the world is saying, woe is them for. Do not say, oh, I'm excited concerning the same thing the world is being excited for. He said you must trace every vibe, every stimulus for yourself from the word of God. Praise the Lord. You know why that is so? The Bible is speaking in Romans 15 for you. It makes a statement there. It says, for whatever things we are written, whatever things we are documented in the scriptures, it says they were written for our what? Our learning. Why? So that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. We don't find comfort we don't get understanding we don't get interpretation by our environment we'll get it from what the word of god is saying the other day i, I remembered our experience on the cruise you see in in the middle of the sea and you're in a boat a ship anything there is no left turn there is no right turn there is no u-turn are you getting it if you look left what you see is blue sea and sky if you turn to the other way what you see is blue sea and sky the only thing that can lead you can't say this is where we left from and this is where we're going to if any side you turn is the same now the only thing that could guide you in that place is the compass because in all of that environment only one thing is constant the north pole and 
taking bearing from the North Pole, they read the degrees and all of that and the coordinates, and then you can pick where you set out to go to. But by feelings, by what you're seeing, no man could make his way through the sea. Ask your neighbor, why then do you want to travel as a Christian by what you're feeling? If ordinary natural men that are mariners, even the pilot, there is no route on air. The problem is that many of us live on the ground, which is where we should live. Praise God. But you see, on the ground, there is a road. And many of you, let me give you one secret in case you travel this period. You see, if you're not sure of the road, just follow where most people are going. Somehow, everybody's always going in your direction. Just make sure you're halfway in your car. You see, the problem is that we live on land. You see, on air, there is no route. The same thing with the pilot. Once he gets above the clouds, there is no left turn. There is no face Kaduna. Understand what I'm saying? You can't turn, you know, to the direction of Kebi State. No, he has to follow the compass. This man, by reason of study, have come to realize that when you leave this ground where we are, the thing that you must rely on is the compass. Now, for the believer, the thing that you are to live by is what? The word of God. It is so important. Come with me to Luke 8. I think someone needs to hear this. In Luke 8, the Bible says, verse 19, it says his mother, speaking of our Lord Jesus, and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And it was told him by some who said, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. Jesus answered and said to them, what? My mother and my brothers are what? Are those who hear the word of God and do it. It's extreme, but it's true. Some of us are carrying sorrows because of emotions. Unfortunately, an emotional pilot will not take you to your destination. The pilot has to go with the readings of the compass. The captain of the ship cannot be emotional. He cannot say, I feel like going left. He can't exercise that liberty. Are you with me this morning? Jesus is saying, this word of God is so important that it overrides every other interpretation. That's why God will meet a man, 99 years, struggling to have a child, and say, go and tell your friends that your name is now Abraham. It doesn't make sense. Abraham is father of nations. You have not fathered two. But that's what the word of God said he should do. Now, thank God he obeyed. Are we not now the seed of Abraham through Christ Jesus? Isn't he a father of nations? What am I saying, people of God? You must confront this truth and pray to embrace it. They said to Joshua, they said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But what will you do? He said, you will meditate on it how often? day and night it says you will have to go and live in it i give you an assignment for this period this holiday period that's going to come just meditate on psalm 119 just take it read it in different translations you're going to see there's one particular one it says psalm 119 verse 99 it says i have more understanding than all my teachers that's not a very humble statement to make 
I have more understanding than all my teachers. You know why? It says, I meditate on your testimony. I say, I live in them. No matter how old you are as a city dweller, if you go to your village this Christmas, the little boy in the village will navigate you, isn't it? Because he lives there. You can't come and tell him, small boy, come here. He will sell you there. The psalmist is saying here, I dwell on your testimonies. I meditate on it. I breathe it. I drink it. I eat it. And because of that, I have more understanding than my teachers. Child of God, Christianity is not meant to be lived by feelings. It's not meant to be lived by what is happening around us. It's meant to be lived by what the word of God says. And can I tell you something? God is obligated to his word, not to your feelings. Praise the Lord. I know this, you know, it might not sound people, you know, oriented, but that is the simple truth. Look at our Lord Jesus Christ. They said, your mother, you know what mother means? Mama, mommy, mom, sweet mother. And he said publicly, my mother, he's not saying she's, she, she can't be. He said, but this my mother has to conform to the word of God. And you know she did. She was in the upper room. She did. Yes, she did. If she had gone about emotionally saying, Nami born you, Nami born you. Like many years ago, I went to my village. And there was this um, auntie or sister. I mean, she was much older than me. So, you know, I was still much, you know, a bit much younger. than I think about the time I was going to get married. And I was in the car. And this lady came. I was just rubbing my head. That's, I'm the one who nursed you. I was, you know, I'm very calm. I was enduring it, enduring it, enduring it. One, <laughs> you don't need to hear the rest of the story, right? I, I didn't understand. I mean, okay. So, you, yes, you carried me when I was a baby. Can you carry me now? She was just rubbing my head. Maybe the way she used to rub it then. But you see, that time you have to conform now to who I am. Praise the Lord. Jesus is saying, you give birth to me. Wonderful. You say, be it unto me according to your word. Wasn't it what he said to the angel? Then continue to allow it to be unto you according to the word. Don't hold emotion. I said somebody's being delivered this morning. Christianity is not lived on the emotional lane. Didn't the Bible say the just shall live by faith in no way looks like emotions emotions in no way look like faith faith is simply the word of god and one of the things we have to pray for our country we're a beautiful and blessed country okay but part of the things that must change in our country is the application of emotions we are people who use emotions when reason and objectivity and the standard should be used so someone does something that is not right maybe a carpenter or a bricklayer or something and he said okay no matter now manage it you just look at it it's okay you know it's not right you know it's not the standard but you know you just feel uh, well i don't want to bother him it, it don't things don't work that way it, societies are not built like that 
as much as it benefits us in some point i beg now you know that's one thing that i love nigeria about when you have a problem you can also anywhere even you can beg the lord will help us but life is nothing successful nothing that withstands time that blesses the people it's not done with emotions emotions are good for my wife for my children you know when we sit together with friends but when there is a work to do brethren it doesn't work especially for believers the reason we are carrying a lot of load we are feeling heavy we are feeling discouraged is because we are responding to emotions and he said you will not live by anything but by the word of god it might not sound very sweet but let's go into the text for this morning the bible says verse 22 it says now it happened on a certain day when he got into the boat still on luke 8 with his disciples he said to them let us cross over to the other side of the lake and they launched out but as they sailed he fell asleep and the windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy and they came to him and awoke him saying master master we are perishing then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they seized and there was a calm but he said to them where is your faith and they were afraid and marveled saying to one another who can this be for he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him come with me let's read the same account in mark 4 this is one of these stories in the bible that is recorded in matthew mark and luke okay mark 4 35 he says on the same day when evening had come he said to them let us cross over to the other side and when they had left the multitude they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that he was already feeling but he was on the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith 41 and they feared exceedingly and said to one another who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him praise the lord in matthew 8 also the same story is recounted we don't have to read it but what is happening in this story is this jesus in the account in mark said to them he said why are you so fearful why are you so fearful he rebuked them for their unbelief he said why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith now how can you tell somebody who is in the middle of the scene and the ship the ship or the boat that they're in is about to sink why are you telling him why are you fearful praise the lord is someone following me why should they not be fearful what reason on what basis shouldn't they be fearful there's danger it's not as if the wind was blowing and nothing was happening there was water they could touch water and you and i know that water in the boat does what sinks the boat so water in the boat boat is sinking 
and the people who are in the middle of the sea are afraid and jesus is saying why are you afraid simple you're not expected to respond to physical stimulus as sensible as it is the child of god lives by the word of god many years ago that dr Cornozo, he taught us a series and it was when I was a young Christian. And it helped my Christian faith. The series was The Rise and Fall of King Saul. A few of us who were there then will remember. And you know what the series was about? He said how in the physical. You know Saul reigned many years after David was anointed. He still had his protocol. He still had his staff. He still had everything that the king should have. Now, David had been anointed, but his own case was deteriorating. Before David was anointed, at least he was in his father's house. His enemies were not men. He had problems with bears and lions and the rest of them. But nobody wanted to kill him. He didn't have any of those issues. He was not being chased about. So he was at peace. But the moment God chose him, and the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord you know, came upon him, he started having troubles. Whereas the same soul that the word of the Lord says, the spirit of the Lord had departed from, you know, continued in a state of constancy. Everything was okay. Nothing rocking his kingdom. He was still making appointments. He was still blessing people. He was still, you know, bestowing lands and farms and riding on his chariots and all of that. Everything continued. But in heaven one had been rejected and one had been chosen but if you were looking and checking google and physical evidence you would never agree with heaven child of god with what are you reading the events in your life who is interpreting it to you who is telling you god loves you and who is telling you god has abandoned you who is telling you that you are on a right path and who is telling you that you're on the wrong path? Who is telling you that things are difficult? And who is telling you that things are blessed? Who are you? Whose, whose mail are you reading? Everybody from his angle. So why are you allowing? You are a citizen of heaven, aren't you? You are a child of God. Your name is registered. It says you have come to the church of the firstborn whose name are registered in heaven. You're a card carry member of heaven. You have the green card of heaven, isn't it? Why don't you read your life interpreting heaven's news? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you see, it's very important. At the start of that journey, our Lord Jesus Christ said to the disciples, let us cross over toward the other. He didn't say let us go and die. He said to them, and they heard him. So along the journey, something appears like it's not the other side. How many of us watch movies here? How many of us know that the star, like we'll say when we are younger, the actor, know they die? How many of us know that? You know that actor know they die. Do you know why you believe that? Because you know that the director of this movie has determined that this man will come out at the end of the story standing. So no matter what gangs up against him in the course of that movie, they are designed to fall. If the producer has such power because he produced a three-hour movie, your God created the world. He's also a producer. Your God is a producer. 
what he says come to pass do you understand what i'm saying you, you must you see you credit all kinds of people with this you understand they will work it out you understand when you're in such circumstances you just you're expecting a way okay i mean maybe this was too complex how many of us watch chinese movies now the simple thing in chinese movies is this the fewer will always defeat the the larger is it not simple so if you see a fight between 70 men and one man if you're a veteran, you already know that the 70 men are dead. And one punch from him will kill 10 at the same time. You see, so you have learned how to interpret Chinese movies. Learn how to interpret spiritual things. Whenever 70 come against a believer in whom is the spirit of the Lord, it's they have been called to be destroyed. It says well, they may come against you in one way, isn't it? It says, but they shall flee how many ways? Seven ways. It said they may gather, but their gathering is what? It's not of me. Therefore, they will fall for me. It says you are the actor in this movie. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Read it from his own scripture. What does he say to the writers? Even the writer, he says, you see, these people, they learned it from God. He said the righteous man may fall how many times? How many times do they uh, capture the actor? Uh, they permit me to use actors so that you understand. They capture him. What does happen? He will escape. They capture him. He will escape. You know why? The producer has said he will escape. And when he says he will escape, something must happen. Jehovah has said you will escape. And then something must happen. You see, and this one now is no story. Because the, I, I don't know how far. HD is here. You understand? You are feeling what I'm saying. You see, these producers, I don't know how they do that, but the God you and I serve has the capacity to put a dream in the heart of a man, show you something, and then take the same thing and put a dream. And then the man will have the dream and come and be saying, who will tell me this dream? Whoever tells me this dream, I will make him this. He's an arranger. The resources available to him are unlimited. Don't shut out the word of God. The word of God is more real than me. Do you know how powerful the word is? It says in the beginning was the word. That beginning was before the beginning. So that scripture could have read before the beginning the word was. And the word was with God and the word was what? God. That's why Lord Jesus Christ said, listen, man as essential as food is. He said, I beg you, depend more on the word than you depend on food. So he said to them, why? He, he, he rebuked them. And I was asking, why rebuke them? This is real danger. He said, I'm rebuking them in line with my word. Any one of us who is a graduate understands, give me what I want, isn't it? So you're writing some exams, and the thing doesn't make sense a lot. But that's what the prof wants you to write. Is it not? That's what is called marking scheme. If you follow it, you will pass and graduate. When you open your company, set your own standard. Jesus is saying, I said, disciples, brethren, let us do what? Cross over to the other side. Along the road, if something happens, let me, let me make it more real. Look at their statement. They went and woke him up. If they had woken Jesus up, if they had woken him up and said, Jesus, say, Jesus, Jesus, ah, come and see what is happening. Now. He won't rebuke them for their unbelief. The problem was that they woke him up with an allegation and that's where emotions come in because sometimes being human beings we must understand that these things are too heavy for us 
okay but the bible says it says wait i say on the lord and be of what you see wait means i i don't know what to do here okay i don't know whether to laugh or to cry but one thing i know is that i will do what wait so he says i know that my word job will say i know that my redeemer how this thing is going to work i don't know so i will do what i will wait tell somebody by your side can you wait on god he's still working something you see so so these disciples but what they did was not a waiting thing they said we see your plan you want to be sleeping and will die carest not doubt that we are perishing so they've concluded they are perishing two things were happening there the water was in the boat isn't it so physically it was looking as if they were designed to perish but the word had said you'll get to the other side so at that point they made a judgment which is what christianity is all about it's about judgment the bible says sarah did what judge god faithful it's about judgment so you're looking at your physical circumstances and then the word of god is also there what whose side are you judging with whose side are you throwing your weight in support of that's what christianity is all about whose side and let nobody imagine that because the word of god says we are going to the other side everybody will clear the road no now do you know that everything that moves you're a scientist you're an engineer everything that moves tries on resistance do you know if there were no wind resisting the plane there will be no plane flying so that a plane flies is that some people took time to know that if i try to raise this thing up it should fall down isn't it so they took time to study how do we make the resistance to this plane work for it somebody needs to hear me that your car runs on the road is that there's friction holding the tire are you with me and then somebody had figured how do i overcome that resistance if all the roads were slippery have you tried to drive on a road that all spilled on or very wet road you know what will happen even though your engine were on it will be skidding you know what there is nothing resisting you where there is no resistance there is no beneficial advancement it doesn't happen that a ship floats on the sea is resistance it's a study of resistance an overcoming of resistance that makes for progress so the wonder is why should you as a believer be surprised at resistance so jesus said what is wrong with you you read the scriptures we said where these things were written do you know they could have chosen and not told us about people like esther about people like daniel about people like david they may have just left out their story but they said they were reading for our learning what is our learning then that if you find yourself in a situation where they say this thing is impossible you're working in an office and you're in church today and they said in this office nobody talks to the boss like that or nobody makes such a request to the boss if you do such a thing they will sack you tomorrow now you have the learning of scriptures to know that there was an esther who knew that she was in the office for such a time as that and she took a fast for three days and then on the third day what did she do she went into her boss but if you say in this office this is what they have said and you fall back the bible says if you faint in the day of adversity you say your strength is what 
And one of the translations that I don't know whether it's ERV or NLT says it says you're a poor specimen. It means you're a product that should have been taken out at the assembly line for default. People of God, trials, resistance, the storms of life, the wind, the water in your boat, the financial crisis, and all of that, you know, the, all of that you're going through. They should not come to you as a surprise. Thank God Peter was saying, do not count it strange concerning the fairy trial. It's normal for people making progress. It's normal for people that have an assignment. It's normal for people that, are, that will achieve greatness. I read my Bible and I see stories of men. And I say, why are Christians living in another world? People are telling us that when you become a Christian, no challenges again, nothing from success to success. No, now, how can you have success to another success if there is no battle to take the other success? Does a boxing heavyweight champion win a medal and the next day, ascribe another medal to yourself. Before you can get another medal, the medal you're carrying must be at risk. You must accept a challenge. All I've come to say to us today, brothers and sisters, is this. This is the word of God. And thank God the word of God is power. Thank God there is life in his word. All you and I need to do is to fall in love with it. That's what differentiates believers. Some believers... They know the word, but they're not in love with it. That's what happened with that Psalm 119. If you see the way David was writing it, you can see he was in a romantic relationship with the word of God. It's that level of love and enjoyment of the word that will make him have his second in command. Want to strike Saul, one strike to death, and say, no, don't do it. Because he knew that even though that was physically expedient, and reasonable he knew that that was contrary to the word of god and that's why his name you know he was not it wasn't in the plan that jesus would be called the son of david it was not a prophecy it was after he lived it was by his actions it was by his obedience by his fellowship by his love for god god got carried away he said this boy loves me he said i've sworn are you getting what i'm saying it could only take place because David took the word of God and loved it. He took the word of God and embraced it. So it's not what people were saying. It's not even what was happening to him. No, none of that. When he saw a giant, he was, you know, David was giant blind. You see, for 40 days, a whole nation and all their soldiers were seen color. And they were running back from him. When David came, he said, ah, what's going on here? They said, ah, can't you see? Okay, if you can't see, let me tell you the story. And they began to give him the description of the army of Goliath. And they told him all of that. And David, the next question, he says, please, what shall be given to the man who will, you know, deal with this uncircumcised Philistine? David didn't call him a giant. He couldn't see giant. You know why? In the word of God, there can't be a giant against God. That a building is tall is that you're looking from downstairs. If you go to the sky and look straight down, all buildings are what? On the ground. So they could see giants because they were not seen through the word of God. But David looked at the situation through the word of God and he saw there were only two sides. Those under covenant with God 
and those out of covenant with God. And he knew the side he was on. And he knew the side Kaloyat was on. And immediately it was easy for him. He did not analyze the battle based on advantages. And that's why for us as a nation, let me tell you something. Our problems are none of these politicians. Our problems are not, you know, full and or corrupt politicians. Unbelievers will be corrupt if they find occasion. Praise the Lord. I've told us here in China, the way they deal with corruption is that when you get into it, you get a new uh, government post, one of the tours they take you through is the prison. Hmm? So that you see where you will go if you are corrupt. Okay? From time to time, they execute, you know, high officers that are corrupt. They kill them. When you become a policeman in China, you have a house, you have some things given to you for certain, no negotiation. But corruption, you lose everything and um, they have population problem, which we are beginning to have. You know, so for the unsaved to fight corruption, there are extreme measures. So we must understand with them. But where the problem is, is this. Where we have the millions of people who are Nigerians, who claim to be Christians, and then they also are corrupt. That's where the problem is. Let me tell you, Numbers 14, where we have a scripture, the land is good. The only criteria for God giving us our nation, he said, if the Lord delights in you. It doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. Joshua said to them, if the Lord what, delights in us, he will give us the land. God has no suitable. You know, in boxing, okay, in, um, in almost every game, there are categories, isn't it? Even in soccer now, there is under 17, okay? There are categories. The women play their own, they are the under 17 and all of that. Now, God, unfortunately, no enemy has come up enough to be in opposition to him. I want you to understand that. He is that large. He's that big. He's that great. He has not found any. He has not found any. He's the most high God. Nobody. Nobody. And that's what dad was trying to teach us last Sunday. He's saying spiritual warfare is not a competition between light and darkness for you and I. That's not our concern. Our concern is light, light, light. The Bible says the light shines and what? Darkness cannot, does not, will never be able to do what? Comprehend. That word comprehend means to close in, to arrest. It can't. It's impossible. Praise the Lord. So God has nobody on his category. Now the only thing is this. It's not God that is living this thing. It's you and I that are living it. But he has given us his word. So when Jesus said let us cross over to the other side. And he started sleeping. He expected that the disciples had heard him. What have you heard? He expected that they had heard him. And he expected that whatever comes their way. They will interpret it in line with what they had heard. But unfortunately, they didn't. So they came to him and said, Master, <laughs> yes, you said we are going to the other side, but it's as though the trip is going to be aborted. That's why he rebuked them. But first of all, he calmed the storm. You know, he stopped the waves and everything was okay. And he said to them, what's wrong with you? Why are you fearful? Why are you of little faith? Didn't you hear what I said? And this morning, as we are coming to the end of the year, is there anyone that started this year hearing something from God? Is there anybody that God has spoken to sometime? Many years ago. But circumstances are mocking what God said. I want to tell you, live in his word. Praise the Lord. 
You know, I love life because there are spiritual principles and then God permits you to see some real life situations where they are carried out. I've told you the story here of a lady, a lady in the UK. Unfortunately for her, there was somebody in the church who was a master 419 person. So this person was telling them that he was investing in properties in Dubai, in Nigeria, in New York, and all kinds of places. So this lady was bringing thousands of pounds, thousands of pounds, and this guy was, you know, flying around, you know, telling, okay, I'm going to buy, bring pictures, you know, bring this, and uh, this property, she'll bring money. And after a time, they found out that this guy was 419, you know? And people started, you know, stopping to deal with the 419 man. I think he was even a pastor. Now, they told this lady that this guy is 419. You know what the lady said? I know go great. Because at that time, she had not just invested, she had worked, you know, earned a lot of money. We're talking of hundreds, millions of, like maybe up to millions of, and had taken her family estate. She had convinced her siblings to bring money that the father left behind and that invested. So when they told her the guy was 409, she didn't stop. She said, it can't be. She, she said, it can't be. I refuse to believe you people. Why? She had so been cheated that she decided to live in that world. I don't want to know that there is no house. I say, it's a house. There is a house. There is a house. There is a house. There is a house. Now, can you see how stupid it sounds for a man? You need to do that for God because God will never do you for online. God will never disappoint you. I'm not a man that I should lie. Neither am I the son of man that I should make a statement and then come and change it. He said, have I not said it? Will I not do it? Let us cross over to the other side. If the word has come to you, unless you kill yourself, you will get to the other side. Today, the Spirit of God is saying, my word is true. He says, I watch over my word to do what? To perform it. It does not return. How can it return to me void? It's impossible. He says, I'm God. I created the heavens. At a point, he said to the nation of Israel, he said, if you can break my covenant, my instruction to the sun, so that they will not follow night and night will not follow day. Then you can break my word. You wake up in the morning and the sun hasn't come up. Then you can begin to question God. But the same word of God that said, let there be the sun in the day. Let there be the moon in the night. The same God is the one that has spoken that personal word to you. Listen to me. God is faithful to his word. You and I need to embrace his word, love his word and live in it. The only scheme the enemy has, let me tell you, as we try to round up, is he tries to entice you out of the word of God. All the signals, all the things you're feeling is to bring you out of the word of God. You see, we are growing up in bigger cities now, but when we're younger and people lived in what they call them, you know, most times, okay, there was a fence in my house, but most houses didn't have fences. The bad people, their main activity is to be able to get a sister from inside her father's house. So they would throw something on the... If the sister looks from the window, the sister that leaves that house is already endangered. 
Because they brought, and you know when they answer such calls, they don't tell mama where they're going. They don't tell papa, no, they don't tell anybody. That is what the enemy is doing. All that pain you're feeling, all that provocation you're feeling, all that distress, harassment you're feeling, is to bring you out from the cover of God's word. A brother of our preached many years ago, he said it's isolation for slaughter. They're inviting you to come out. So that you don't, you're no longer under the canopy of God's promises. You, with your own mouth, have said, I refuse to wait on God. With your own mouth, you say, God is no longer true. Once you come there, what can he do again? The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed. Say, what can the righteous do? Today, God is calling you, calling me, calling us back. He says, hold on, hold on. He who called you is faithful. You might be feeling a lot of things, but like we started, please, please, don't let, you see, praise God. If you don't hear anything this summer, emotions are not spiritual. Deal with them. It's not. When you open the word of God, <laughs> let me tell you something here. God has had mercy on me. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. And that mercy is available to you. You see, God is God. He's the Bible says, sanctify now the Lord God where? In your heart. Take God and lift him. So I cannot speak what I'm experiencing. I speak what he's saying. Because my experience will pass. But his word will abide. I can't speak what I'm feeling. Because my feelings are changing. Praise the Lord. But his word remains the same. I can't speak even what you're saying to me. Is it not the same people that said, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna? And then they said, what? Crucify, crucify, crucify. Why are you responding to what people are saying? Somebody said, but my friends, who are your friends? Check the grip of your friends. There were enemies the other day, and some enemies are now friends. And tomorrow, some friends will become enemies. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. It says, for a good man, one may dare to die. You and I know that that's far because even as good as you are, no, they haven't paid your debt. They've not bought your Nepal recharge. And you're killing yourself for them. They've not even bought you unit. But there is a savior. There is a redeemer. Why are you questioning the one that laid his life down? I was telling my brothers that I said, the day you will find me depressed is the day I call on Jesus. And he said, can Ah, sorry, I didn't tell you. When I hung on the cross, I said I didn't die for you. But if Jesus hung on the cross and said, you, Ikenna, call on me and I will save you. If he saved me, he's not owing me anything again. But the goodness of God is that his mercies are new. He's not stopped doing good things for me. Knowing where he took me from, God is not owing me. From 20 something years ago, he stopped owing me. Because all, if they had just given me my due for the life I lived, I can't be here. But he took it all. Paid in full for it. And giving me a new lease of life. And you want me to question him. You want me to ask him, God, where are you? No, I know where he is. Somebody said something the other day. He said, a man, I think it was a, um, I can't remember whether it was a pastor or somebody. But, but he, he said to God, he said to God, he said, God, I don't understand. He was a white man. Where, where are you? Look at all that I'm going through. Uh, where are you, God? Where are you, my God? Where are you? Where are you? And he said a voice came and answered him. The same place I was when my son was also going through. He said, where are you? Look at all I'm going through. He said, the same place I was, I'm on the throne. 
And my son, your Lord and Savior Jesus, also cried to me, Father, Father, please, can this call pass? There are some things that you go through. But the Bible says concerning our Lord Jesus Christ, it says God, the same God, has given him a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee should bow of things in heaven. When you go through it's for enlargement of capacity, it's for advancement of purpose. Believer, whose path do you want to travel? It's not PDP or APC. The children of God that came to influence, they went through fire, but they were not consumed. They went through the waters, but they were not drowned. They went through, but they only came out pure as gold. Are you going through this morning? Didn't he say, let's go to the other side? Let's bow our heads. Tell him, Lord, I embrace your word. I embrace your word. I embrace your word. He said, family, forsaken you. <laughs> he said, have you read of Joseph? Have they treated you as badly as they treated Joseph? Or have they ignored you as they ignored David? He said, which Bible are you reading? That you're making all this noise. What I'm going through, what I'm going through. The Bible said Joseph's feet were put in stocks until the iron mingled with his skin. Has it gotten that bad for you? Yet for the same Joseph, the Bible says, his word came to pass. The word of the Lord will surely come to fulfillment. Better believe it. His promises will come. And this morning I want you to tell the Lord I'll be there. I'll be there when your word comes. The word of God is alive. It is quick. It is living. It responds. It overcomes obstacles. It brings results. It transforms situations. It removes shame. It answers. It, bring, it comes like illumination. For, to somebody here, the spirit of the Lord is saying, it says, I will cause your righteousness to be like the noonday light. It means all of a sudden, people will see that everything falls in place. And they'll be the one that will be telling your story. They'll be using you as a salmon. Because God, your God, would have brought his word to pass. You see, the journey of the believer is a journey riding on the word. The same way plane flies on the air. The believer rides on God's word, breathes God's word, inhabits God's word, depends on God's word, is encouraged by God's word. Go from here. Open the book of Psalms. Open the accounts of the heroes. Of the saints. Go to the hall of faith. Hebrews 11. And read their story. And see whether you can see yourself on that path. This morning, Jesus is saying to you, finally, that story said he was in their boat with them. He is in your boat. <laughs> he is in your boat. And he's the resurrection and the life. He has not left your boat. Begin to thank him. There's nothing wrong with them waking him up. It's what they said. So peradventure in your own life, it's as though Jesus had been sleeping. But you know he doesn't sleep. You can tell him, Lord, more of you. In this season, more of you. It's permitted. He said, you hunger, I will fill you. 
you thirst, I will satisfy. You call, I will answer. You ask, you will receive. You seek, you will find. You say, you knock, the door will be open. Yeah, so you can ask him more of you. More of you. You can actually be bold and say, this is what this preacher said. Jesus, from today, I want you to be more real to me than my environment. I'm telling you, you see him, a child of God, and he just starts smiling. And you're wondering, what's going on? He just, the, the Spirit of God just had some intimate fellowship with him or her. <laughs> and he's laughing. And you're wondering, did something happen externally? No. Because we live life from the inside. Jesus and the boat. I can assure you, my sister, there's glory ahead. That's why the Bible says, Christ in you is the hope, the certainty of glory. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.